0: what's up guys welcome to indian markets with kr a podcast where i talk about how the indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future i also talk about a few stocks and my trades so uh glad to see you here and let's get started okay so this is not the plain old 2x speed reminder note uh this episode onwards hopefully I'll be adopting a completely new format and I'm saying hopefully because I'll only adopt it if it actually works out otherwise there's no point in changing it so uh, the format is going to be something like this so the first two segments which is my days view and the currency market uh, they're gonna remain the same so I'll still you know summarize uh, my days movement And I'll still summarize uh, how the currency markets moved. But the next segment is not going to be Nifty. And the next segment of that is not going to be Bank Nifty. Instead, I'm going to talk about the indices uh, together. So it'll be a separate section combining Nifty and Bank Nifty. And the reason for that is because there was a lot of duplication happening. Like Nifty, Bank Nifty, every time I used to say that they moved relatively the same. And you just look at the chart, you'll understand now instead of you know making two separate sections and wasting time i thought i'd just club them together and uh, the next section after that is going to be related to the stocks now this will include nifty's gainers and losers bank nifty's gainers and losers and also some other interesting picks so such as in this episode you'll see that we've got the overall gainers for the day and we've also got the spurt in open interest now if you're curious about where I'm getting this data from, it's from an SE's website. So uh, if you click on live market, no, yeah, if you click on products or live markets or something, you'll see an entire list of all of these things. So that is where I'm picking up this data from. And after that, after that section, we'll come to the my trades and my positions one again. And from there, the lesson. So the f- the starting two and the, the ending two uh, sections remain the same. It's just the... Uh, middle part so it's like you know it's like a sandwich it's still like the bread is still the same it's just the filling that's going to change and uh, hopefully this filling will be better nice cheesy uh, buttery goodness with nice protein so it's not too unhealthy and uh, yeah let me know what your feedback is about this one and uh, so that I can fine-tune it based on you know what it is Again, the ultimate aim for this is to give as much value as possible and pack in as much as I can in those 25 or so minutes. Hopefully 25. Let's see how long this one is. Let's get started now. So overall, the day was quite restrained in my opinion. And there was, there was was it, it was like it was in a world of its own. And what I mean by this is that uh, it was giving kind of weird-ish signals. It was going up, it was going down. And uh, some of the stocks, TCS especially, the kind of spreads that you would have seen were crazy. And uh, my father had a position in TCS. So he was telling me that the bid-ask spread was 2.5 rupees, 3 rupees. And this is all towards the end of the day. So it was pretty crazy like that. And this is not just true for TCS. The other stocks also were uh, you know, facing some or the other weird thing is what I saw. Again, this this might be just a random observation, but uh, again, this is this is something interesting that I saw during the day. And if we talk about the overall movement of uh, my watch list of my holdings, it was mixed. It was not uh, as you know, pre- decisively uh, positive as we've seen in the past, like the, the past two three days. But at the same time, it was also okay. So the dogs are howling. And I'll just do a quick pause. Okay, so the neighbors' dogs have shot up, and uh, yeah, so uh, I was talking about well, I, what, what was I talking about? I was talking about uh, you know the day's view again. So some of the stocks were very weird, and uh, it was it was like holy shit! I think I forgot what I was saying. Uh, I'll I'll probably just you know. Mm. Okay, so the neighbor's dogs have shot up now. Thankfully, I can carry on with my holdings. And they were not decis- as decisively positive as we saw in the past two, three days. But at the same time, they were they were also not as decisively, uh, you know, negative or just hanging in the middle as we saw last week or so. So that, that was where my holdings were and that was where my watch list is. Um, and yeah, overall, very mixed day. It was quite volatile in that respect now uh, as we learn in my trades you'll you'll see why certain stocks were just just pretty off is what I felt anyway we will move to currency now so today unlike the past two days there were quite a lot of opportunities is what I saw now I took a trade in GBP INR you'll see how that turned out in a few sections and uh, overall, you know, I wanted a few. I wanted like 0.1 rupees or so. Uh, I did not get that. So again, you you'll learn more on that in the day in the days trades. Uh, but as a whole, the currency market, I feel that it gave more opportunities than it uh, gave in the past two three days. But at the same time, it is also still hanging in the middle now. Uh, an observation related to the currency market is that. If if you're going to trade based on a moving average indicator, which is what I do in case you're wondering, uh, it might not give you the best signal. So, trading purely based on support and uh, resistance zones might prove to be a better idea. And uh, I'm still experimenting with different indicators. Uh, there was this book I read and I believe it was related to uh, Heiken Ashi along with moving averages. So, you know, keep that in mind, you know, different, lot of different uh, indicators that people use and based on what I saw today, based on what I've been seeing in the past week also, it looks like uh, currency moves a bit different. If you look at the daily charts of certain pairs, you'll see that there are massive gaps. So uh, I'll, I'll probably have to look uh, a bit more in depth into the, into that. Uh, but yeah i did manage to take a trade and overall a lot of, a lot more opportunities uh, in in the currency markets today so that was good overall again a very mixed day as far as uh, the pairs go and yeah it it wasn't i i don't believe there were any uh, very massive moves happening like like no half percent or 1% up down moves so coming to the new indices section bank nifty six by uh, six is to six so six gainers six losers nifty 33 gainers and 17 losers nifty closed at 12,221 it is up 56.65 points bank nifty closed at 32,244 it is up 104 points so clearly nifty performed a bit better than bank nifty uh that said new all-time highs for both and uh you know as far as that alone is concerned, it was very good. It was a very strong move, but that is probably where the similarities end. Especially if you look at the daily charts. Now it's very odd that the day, the one day where they they look a bit different on the daily chart, is the is the same day that I uh, decide to combine the two. But that's fine. We'll see uh, how we can manage. Now, as a whole, restrained move by Bank Nifty. Nifty, as I said, was greater than Bank Nifty at certain times. In fact, I do remember uh, for the bulk of the first half, uh, Nifty traded in the green, Bank Nifty traded in the red. So that was interesting. I feel that HDFC and Reliance had something to do with that because they they sort of pulled uh, Nifty up and uh, that was interesting to see. Uh, rsi 60 on for nifty has, has also been broken which is a good sign but and and nifty's overall candle is also much better than what we're seeing with bank nifty because on bank nifty's daily chart we are seeing a reversal pattern and uh you know it, it, while it does show support at lower levels overall it is not a particularly good sign because it shows that it completely rejected those lower levels so it's it's like a hammer so you know it is showing that reversal sign and that is not the most confidence inspiring thing to me and uh, given that i would i would be very cautious trading tomorrow and uh, if i'd taken any positions today like carrying them forward which i have not uh, i would possibly just just keep a very close eye on them uh, when the market's open and that is because today was the gst council meet and uh, there was no tax slab change or no rate hike and i believe those were the two most uh, expected changes there was some news on lottery but uh, to be completely honest i haven't read the full uh, you know minutes of the uh, minutes of the meeting or something so i'm not quite sure uh, what it says but uh, by the looks of it not a lot of uh, groundbreaking ideas that were discussed Uh, but of course that might have some or the other impact on the market and uh, if it does that is probably going to be one of the main moving factors so if the market if the public and if the you know bigger players perceive it as a good thing tomorrow is obviously going to be a good day despite that reversal signal at the same time if it is uh, a a very bad thing that uh, people think that hey you know we really wanted some clarity on the tax slabs or the rate hikes, then of course it might not be the best thing and as a result, we might see a restrained day tomorrow as well, either like a doji or uh, a negative move or a range-bound movement. So that's my take on the overall indices. Again, this is a slightly shorter thing, but I just wanted to condense every single thing that happened, uh, every major thing that happened anyway in um, you know in nifty and bank nifty really tight well summarized way in terms of the intraday movements nifty was very linear bank nifty not so linear but that's fine and yeah that was it as far as the indices are concerned again we'll move to the gainers and the losers of the indices in the next section so let's get on with that so nifty had a very unusual gainer it was mahindra and mahindra leading the pack it is at 524 rupees, closing up 3.59%. And my view on Mahindra is that it does have potential, does have a lot of potential. And it has taken support at around that 510, 500 level. And if you remember, Mahindra was trading at like 580, not too long ago. From there, it retraced quite a bit. So there is a chance that it might uh, test those levels again soon, purely with that in mind. I would definitely look at Mahindra. I'd keep it in my watch list. The next gainer was Sun Pharma. Yesterday it was the top loser, I believe. I'll just do a quick check, and yes, it was the top loser for the day yesterday. Today it's a it's the second gainer. All right, it's a top gainer. 439.8 closing up 2.01%. Looks like, and it does have resistance at higher level, but overall it's pretty decent. And yesterday I had said that. Uh, I'll actually give you the exact quote. Yesterday, I said that the gap has been filled quite iffy, hence no trades. And if you're wondering, I'm literally reading my notes. So, I pretty much stand by that. And uh, while that gap was filled, and as a result, uh, it was probably more confident in testing higher levels, I feel that it is still not really the best stock to trade. Pharma as a whole is very news-dependent. So, if the FDA or if the US, whatever administration uh, or, you know, the European administration, whatever, whatever drug administration says that, uh, hey, this is a terrible drug, we're going to ban it. Or if the competition beats it to a new vaccine or something, then you're going to see it just fall. At the same time, if the opposite thing happens, then you're going to see it just shoot up. So... It is a bit of uh, a risky pick, which is why I don't really do pharma as a whole, so I just thought I'd share that here. Coming to the losers, we've got Tata Motors, sadly, at the top, or should I say at the bottom, and it was closing at 175, which is approximately 2.89% down, and that's around 10 rupees, if you're wondering. It does have support at lower levels. so let's just give it that. You know, at the same time, it's it's kind of like gap-filling, I feel. So, we'll have to see on Tata Motors. Now, an interesting observation that my father made, uh, so the credit goes to him, is that Tata Motors, coincidentally, has been, uh, you know, possibly more anticipative, uh, if that's a word, more anticipative of uh, Cyrus Mystery's return than the other, you know, Tata Group stocks because... If you look at the chart, you can possibly eyeball where Tata, uh, not Tata Mystery, where Cyrus Mystery was uh, removed, and in the past week or so, you can see that it was flat, meaning that uh, you know probably discussions were going on whether Cyrus Mystery should be, uh, you know, sort of taken back or something. And again, this is just one of the theories, but I thought I'd mention it here since it's an interesting one. At the same time. One of my listeners and friends, uh, Anush, probably like the first listener or something, except apart from my dad, he shared this very interesting piece of news that uh, Tata Motors acquired Bowler. Now, if if you do not know uh, about cars, Bowler is actually uh, you know more of an off-road manufacturer. So they used to convert Range Rover Sports and such into proper off-road beasts to you know race rallies and all that. So they've often, they they've actually taken that, and I feel that Tata Motors has is building a very strong R&D portfolio. And as a result, you know, again, this is purely as an automotive enthusiast, it looks very good to me. And uh, that, that just means that there, there's going to be so much more technology uh, that's going to trickle down to the consumer cars, to JLR, to Tata Motors, uh, possibly to even, you know, the Harrier equivalent cars, to the flagship cars of Tata Motors, and as a result, it's going to be much better than the competition. Of course, this is something which affects it one year, six months, two years down the line, not immediately. So, do keep that in mind. But I just thought I'd mention it here. Again, this is, I know I'm stretching it a bit long. And I always do when it comes to the car uh, stocks. But, you know, I just thought I'd give you some context on that. The next loser is Gale. It's at 117.3, down 2.09%. And looks like it's retracing, so I'd personally stay away from it for a while unless it shows some positive moves initially tomorrow and sort of carries on that momentum during the day. Coming to the banks now, we've got HDFC leading the pack, and uh, where is it? So HDFC is at 1292.7 closing, and it's up 1.7%. This probably needs a break, so I'll do one thing. I'll cut it here, and, uh, you know, that's because I feel that Talking about like eight stocks together might be just a bit, uh, you know, intense. So I'll just cut it here and I'll come to Bank Nifty in a bit. Okay, so Bank Nifty's gainers HDFC bank leading the pack at 1292.7. It's up 1.7%. That 1300 level was not attempted. I believe the day's high was 1299. If it sustains above that 1300 level, then beautiful. It's, It's amazing. Good things will happen. At the same time, it's got a big gap where it's at, so I'm very concerned about that. It, it just shot up for some reason. I haven't checked the news, but uh, you know, it looks like something which is probably news dominated or something. Uh, but yeah, very interesting move. HDFC Bank. Um, do do check out the ch- uh, charts if you're interested, if you're curious to see uh, what a big gap looks like. The next gainer for the day was RBL Bank. It's at three forty three point five five, a 085 percent. Just 085 percent, and it looks good now. It previously retraced from those 380 or so levels, and uh, as it stands right now, it looks like it might just nudge them or kiss them or something. So yeah, good thing uh, for RBL Bank. I have a small position in RBL Bank. Uh, I've mentioned that before, so uh, good thing for me also. Coming to the losers for, for for Bank Nifty, we've got Bank of Baroda on the bottom. Uh, It's at 99 rupees closing, it's down 3.13%. I also have um, a small holding in Bank of Baroda, like just barely a few stocks. So, that's where it's at. It pretty much reversed all of the gains that it had made Uh, in the past. Now, 98 is a very strong support level. Uh, But yeah, so it might just hit that tomorrow or it might just shoot up from where it's at. Overall, it does not look like, you know, an exciting stock to me personally. The next uh, loser was PNB Bank. It's at 63.4. It's down 2.07%. And looks like the gap was filled. PNB, as I said, it's a very iffy stock. And um, I know I say this, they say the word iffy a lot for these stocks. uh, But it really is the case. You've got so many different stocks. You've got literally thousands and uh, tens of thousands of stocks to choose from. Do not choose a stock which is too iffy or which does not feel right according to your indicators and systems. Uh, because there are just so many other opportunities so that's why I I do not uh, you know hesitate or I do not really think twice about calling a stock iffy because if it does not inspire confidence then I'm not really going to you know say that it's a good one so uh, if you're wondering why I say iffy so much that's the reason and uh, yeah so I'll, I'll again cut it short cut the cut the segment short here and I'll come back with the other stocks in a bit. So the overall gainers for the day were KRBL and Ksera Sera. Ksera Sera was like it's a fifteen paise stock, so uh, it was up fifty. Pa- uh, it was up fifty percent, but uh, you know, in in absolute terms, it's terrible. It's pretty shit. Uh, now. I I could honestly not figure out why it it uh, you know jumped so much. There was no news about it, and obviously the charts are well. Such for for a penny stock, it's not the charts aren't gonna uh, say a lot. What I was able to find is that 28% of the holding is institutional, so possibly something might have happened related to that, and as a result, we saw. Uh, a 50% move again this is the top gainer for the entire market not just nifty or some weird index for the entire market again nse not bse i, I don't check bse uh as much as i check nse the next gainer for the entire market was krbl and it's up like 20% uh, unfortunately i just forgot the price but it's up 20% and uh on the chart again it looks like a very clean climb in fact my father had like gotten into a position not too long ago he'd mentioned it uh, as one of his picks over the weekend so yeah krbl looks good and as a result it just shot up now this was more of a news based uh thing because apparently the promoters are uh, looking to increasing their stake so yeah that's a good thing and as a result the market acted on that good thing now the other stocks that i want to talk about are the stocks which have a spurt in open interest basically uh literally as the name suggests the interest in these stocks is increasing uh, which is a good sign now tata's alexi uh, or i don't know how to pronounce that so i just refer refer to it as alexa so tata's alexi is the top uh, sort of open interest spurt for the day and uh, it's a very interesting stock it retraced quite a bit and it fell back fell down quite a bit and now it's showing some reasonably stable moves so that's possibly why a lot of people are taking more interest because it's got a massive upside uh the next you know open interest spurt was jsw steel and i was looking at um, and i was looking at some news whether there was some news based event for this and looks like two or so days ago they were looking at acquiring some bankrupt company, so possibly something related to that deal might have happened, uh, or or something something like that. But overall, that's what we're seeing steel industry. Some something is going on with the metal steel thing. Also SR steel and metal, uh, probably like a merger or something. I, I can't quite remember. Uh, but yeah, that that is JSW steel, and those are the top. OI spurts, open interest spurs for the day. Uh basically it just means that people's uh people are more interested in these stocks uh than before, and that's a good thing. Obviously, that's a good thing. Coming to my trades, we've got reliance the as the very first trade. I took it as a support zone trade, and it was below cost for a like, like it was it was below cost for a good hour or so uh, or well at cost not below cost and i held on to it purely because i felt that you know it might give a decent move and it did so i, I was able to get like uh, just under a 30 uh, just under a 10% return so probably like an 8% return on reliance so good good thing uh, the next way that I took was GBP INR. This was giving me a crazy good return. It was giving me like a uh, 17% ROI or something. Uh, but I chose not to take it because, uh, because you know, I, I thought that it's better to hold on to it and see where it goes uh, rather than just cashing out because even, even at a 17% ROI, it's like uh, 700, 800 rupees. And I don't normally share... Uh, the rupee terms because it really is very relative, uh, but seven hundred, eight hundred rupees—it's an amount, but at the same time, it's it's not like groundbreaking enough to exit and uh, not uh, you know carry on the position, especially because I was looking at a much uh, bigger trade. I was looking at an amount approximately double that uh, because that is the potential that INR had, and that is why I entered into the trade in the first place. So, yeah, and it ended up in the red, so, you know, it was not good, uh, but the red was honestly not a big amount, so it doesn't matter as much as, uh, you know, it should have. The next trade for the day is HUL, and uh, I'm convinced that HUL is is like another TCS, because consistently one week it's given me nothing but reds, and uh, I'm hoping that like TCS, it also makes a reversal and jumps up in this coming... In these coming few days and weeks. So yeah. I I honestly don't remember the ROI percentage on this one, but uh it was a it was a pretty significant one. Uh again in the red. The next trade that I took was LNT. This is a carried forward trade. I longed LNT. Uh this is purely based on uh you know the trade basis that I'd mentioned previously. If it is able to sustain at those 13-20 or so levels that I'd mentioned, uh it, it is ideally a good pick. It it did not sustain it for a pretty long time. And then uh, now, that, now that it's slightly higher, slightly more positive, it's showing good signs. As a result, I added to the position. And yeah, those were my trades for the day. We'll move to the lessons now. So my lesson for the day is related to GBP INR. And that is, if you're testing a trade, do not like an idiot test the entire position size. I had five lots of... Um, gbp inr and uh so i was just this is this is based on my discussion with my father so if you're wondering a huge chunk of these lessons are uh things that my father tells me or you know things that he tells me i should understand and you know tips that he gives me so or it's it's either that or it's stuff that i realized by looking at a chart and thinking that what an idiot i was so today really he tells me that you know if you were testing a trade why did you test it with five lots? And I was like, hmm, that's a very very interesting thing. And now that I think about it, it was definitely because I was one greedy little POS and uh, I wanted to get those entire, uh, what, 30% ROI or something, which is why, uh, you know, I, I kept those five lots. But since I was just testing it, I could have exited like three, four lots and then just kept one going on. And that would have been a better thing that would have been much more profitable for me, even though I had a lower ROI, I would have had a lower ROI, at least the ROI would have been in the green. So that's my lesson for the day.